0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Living, Learning, Leading podcast. I'm Michaela Howard-Jones. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the capability intercultural and globally minded inside of Nazareth Catholic College. To start us off, James sits down with a group of year two students, Kalani, Kyla and Reese, to see what this capability looks like in their classroom.
1: Can you talk to me a little bit about the work that you've done around this particular capability? Can you tell me first, like what it is and how it started? Do you remember when you first started working on it?
2: Yes. So... um. mm. We were working around Japan. Our teacher asked us to do bookmaking, but she said we've got to do a certain type of bookmaking, Mm -hmm. and it was about Japan. So each one of us in the class made a book about Japan. She had some subjects on the board, such as food, sport, transport, cartoons, games, and kimono.
1: Is there any particular sushi that you really like, the ones that you try?
2: Raw salmon, mm-hmm. cooked tuna, teriyaki chicken, and California roll.
1: Wow. Is this the first time you had sushi or have you had sushi before?
2: No, I've gone to sushi training. I was going to
1: say, you sushi already sushi sound like sell. someone who knows um, the things that, uh, that you really do like to try. You've tried a few things, clearly. Has... Um, Looking at Japan as a country, given you a different perspective on what people um, who live overseas, how they live and the sort of things they do?
2: Yeah, the thing that's different is food, um, what they wear and maybe the transport, the food. um, It's different because they usually use things that are underwater, such as seaweed. um, Some of it's fish. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't have many factories. They don't have many factories. Yes. They don't make... They do it by hand. Okay. They don't have a big factory to make Doritos and stuff. Yes. So um, they also use rice, sticky rice to make the sushi. Mm -hmm. There's gyoza, which is um, technically dumplings.
1: Has learning about Japan made you interested in um, cultures and things from different countries?
2: I'm still trying to focus on Japan, but maybe... Italy.
1: Okay. What is it about Italy that interests you?
2: Well, because um, I'm from Italy. Okay. And we um, do learn Italy. And we do learn Italian at school. But okay. um, I want to see um, the other part of it, not just the language. How they built their houses, because they're very colourful. Mm-hmm. And the gondola and things like that.
0: While the year twos were learning all about Japanese culture, the year fives were exploring a different culture of their choosing. And what a better way to learn about another country's culture than through food. This is Scarlet and Reno.
1: You guys were doing kind of like a whole bunch of different stalls that were celebrating different cultures and different foods and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that for me?
0: We got
3: in groups and then we had to go to a class and ask what their culture was. Mm -hmm. And then we had to do a graph about it.
1: And what did you choose? Which country? Belgium. Okay, talk to me a bit about Belgium, what you learned about Belgium. What was the thing about Belgium that you found the most interesting?
3: All their food and stuff.
1: Mm, t- talk to me about the food that they eat in Belgium and how it's different to food that we would normally eat here in Australia.
3: Like they make their own food, like they make Belgium waffles, Belgium chocolate, Belgium brownies.
1: Scarlett, did you did you all do different countries or did you do the same ones?
3: Uh, yeah,
4: we did. We all did different countries. So I did France.
1: What was for you the most interesting thing about French culture?
4: It was probably like the way that they made their bread, like the baguettes and everything, Mm -hmm. like how they made them so long and they made a sandwich out of that.
1: Okay. And why does that interest you?
4: Because like I'm just surprised that you don't like in Australia here we usually just get a loaf of bread and we take out two pieces to make a sandwich. Yeah. But they actually have this whole like long bread and they put it in there.
1: Has, has learning about the different culture of France, has it made you more interested in other um, learning more about different cultures in the world?
4: Yeah, because I like I learned about the French re- Revolution during it. And okay. like I kept on asking my mom about like what it, what happened and everything. right
1: right that's 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 great and it's been Mm -hmm. great to be able to have those conversations what's it made you curious about in terms of um other things that are in the world
4: i was just like wondering because i thought that the french revolution was like a war where they were like fighting with different countries and then Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't really actually realize that people can have like a war against their own country
0: up next is liliana and raf Two year six students who, along with the rest of their year level, have been studying different Indigenous groups from all around the world.
5: Every term we get a theme and this term was C&D and that stands for Creators and Destroyers, which is volcanoes. And Right. Yeah, and we all got a volcano and with that volcano was a Indigenous group and mine was Mapuche um, and what we did, we got a volcano and we had to research um, our Indigenous group and um, the volcano at the same time, and how they um, live with that volcano nearby, and how they survive. My um, volcano was in South America, which is in Chile, um, and so the volcano was in Chile, and that volcano was called Lamar.
1: Um, how about you, Raf? What did which, uh, you study? Something in a different region? Uh, yes, talk very to me different about that. Okay.
3: Uh, mine were from Alaska, spanning mm-hmm. down to southern Greenland. So mm-hmm. these were the Inipiat um
1: you pronounce that so well i don't know if it's right or not but it sounded fantastic
3: thank you (laughs) um and our volcano was mount rudat also known as sapka rudatskaya which is the russian name given to it meaning fortified place
1: okay so very very different part of the world what did you find in that study that surprised you the most
3: probably the ice cream that they made
1: ice cream they made You don't usually think about that sort of stuff. Talk to me about that. Tell me about the ice cream.
3: So the ice cream, it was made out of very, very odd things. They had lots of berries. So blueberries, raspberries, cloudberries, other things like that. And then they had seal fat, seal blood, seal guts, not just seal, just anything they could find, such as fish, um, walrus, anything because they needed nutrients in a place where there's not much yeah so then they would grind it into a paste and uh just eat it raw
1: so that that's that's not in the ice cream or is this the ice cream this is the ice
3: cream and they ate it because it had a lot of vitamin a d c it's very good for them
1: Anything that really jumps out to you that really surprised you a lot, Uh, Liliana, in in your area in the region where you studied?
5: The Mapuche group is like, they weren't really welcomed into um, Chile because there were lots of Spanish people there and they didn't welcome them. And it really surprised me that um, they didn't welcome them and accept them at first. They're really strong to the land. So it was really hard for them to make. Um, to become one with the land of Chile, because Mapuche means land, it was hard and difficult for them during that time.
1: That's really, really interesting to me. Um, you, you're studying the, these these cultures that are that are that are quite far away. It's it's a ve- it's a very different world in which they live. But we are, you know, in in a lot of ways, very blessed in Australia that we do have a lot of cultures that are living here in Australia. For you, has it increased? Uh, have you do you look at people in different cultures? Is there a different kind of appreciation or a different kind of understanding that you find emerging? because of studying um, different cultures?
3: Well, I am from a very different culture.
1: Oh, what culture are you from?
3: Um, My mother was from El Salvador, so she is Mayan. Mm -hmm. So she is of an indigenous group, actually one that another group studies here.
1: Yeah, right. What was that like, seeing another group study it?
3: It was very weird because they would tell me these facts that they found and I was... Hearing it and I was thinking, I've never heard of this. Right. And um, it Did was very Did you talk to nice. your mum
1: about that? The stuff that they were saying? Oh,
3: yes, definitely.
1: What sort of stuff? What were the sort of things they were finding out? Uh,
3: um, stuff about how one of them, which I, I don't really think ever happened, that the Mayans made chocolate sculptures, even though hard chocolate wasn't invented um, when the Mayans were around.
1: right Oh. They
3: were invented, I think, Sweden- I might be wrong, but they did have like hot chocolate. They were the first people to invent it. Mm-hmm. and They actually put chili in it, but I'm yeah. going a bit off topic. That's and all right. I chili chocolate's
1: that, amazing. Have you ever yeah. had it before? Yes. So when good. I went
3: to El Salvador where oh. my mum's from. Okay, well, there you go. So we learned how to make it properly like the Mayans.
1: No very way. Bitter.
3: They had no sugar. Only the emperor or leader could have any form of sweet, like honey, milk, anything like that.
1: This is very interesting to me in that, Um, because we we talk about studying these particular things to really gain greater understandings of different cultures and different culture and history. But what you're saying uh, as well is that it's almost helping you have a a better dialogue and a better understanding of your own cultural background as well. Yeah,
3: and I thought I knew a lot. Like I knew my specific tribe, which is the Pipil. Mm -hmm. But I thought I knew everything about them, but I guess I didn't. It was very nice hearing what they had to say about um, my culture.
1: Liliana, have you found uh, just sort of a similar question again, I guess, has looking at um, um, different cultures so far away changed or uh, reinforced a lot of your feelings about how you look at um, um, people from different cultural backgrounds here in Australia?
5: Um, I would have to say that um, I have learned a lot about people who don't live in Australia and how much different it is over there and um, how we are really, really privileged over here Mm -hmm. and how some some people um, who live on the other side of the world might not be as privileged, but they're still having um, like the best time like we are. So yeah, because most people, um, there's lots of different cultures here in Australia and I didn't realize how many there were in Australia. Um, And and it changed my perspective of how many People there are, and um, how we uh, and how we treat different people, and how some people are not the nicest to different people and cultures, because they might only um, respect their type of culture mm. when there's many others, and we need to like respect people um, who have a different culture and believe um, different things.
1: And Why is that so important?
5: Um, because everybody is unique, and um, even if they do believe in um a different culture like Raphael, he has um his mom has a different culture um to my mom and my dad but i still respect him and i still respect his mom i'm good friends with his mum, <laughs> so um and so like we need to respect everybody even if they are different or they act different even if they look or sound different um e- because they come from a different culture doesn't change how you should respect them
0: Finish off the day. James sits down with Nazareth College teacher Olivia Urbano.
1: So broadly, this has really been about the intercultural and globally minded capability, Mm. but they're learning about it in these very um, um, big, broad brushstrokes kind of way. From your perspective, how have you seen that this um, work that they've been doing has informed that particular idea?
6: So we're very fortunate at Nazareth to be such a multicultural school that our staff here are very passionate about embedding. Um yeah anything about learning about different cultures into our curriculum and we do that through integrated learning. Um and I'm very blessed to be, have been able to teach both the year 5 and 6 units that you've spoken about here mm. today so I can talk um to them. Is that d-
1: when they when they were leaving? You're like going, "Oh, you should have talked about this part. You should I know, have talked about this I part because it's because clearly it's." And then when you were talking about it, it's like, "Wow, this is this is a units with huge amounts of breadth.
6: It is, it is, and so much depth." And they will just come up to you, and they're just so eager to share what they've learned about different cultures and different countries in the way that they live, in the way that the foods that they eat, um, in the way that how they um, you know source from the land depending on you know where they're located in the world. Um, And then the fantastic side is then they have that empathetic side and how they, and you've heard some of our students talk about it today, um, looking at those cultures or those countries that aren't as privileged as us. And we're just using these fantastic units of work to really develop um, just empathetic students who are globally aware of the world around them and the cultures around them as well. And we do so much celebration here around our school when it comes to um, the different cultures here. So it really is great to connect that to their learning uh, as well.
1: Why do you think this is so important that the students really do deep dive into this so much?
6: It's it's their world. The, our world is just becoming more and more multicultural and we do as a Catholic school really want to, um, yeah, just create those students that are just reflective learners and are appreciative of all the different cultures that make up, especially being living in Australia, living in such a multicultural co- country, just, yeah, developing really respectful, well-grounded students um, is something that we really do thrive off of here in our community.
1: Yeah. And how do you see that um, finding its way into just the day-to-day life of the culture of the school?
6: The f- most fantastic things about these units of work that we do when we're looking at um, cultures from around the world is we give our students the opportunity to showcase them. So that's a bit of the video that you saw yeah. um, before. And that's exactly what our year sixes do as well. They create these incredible market booths or stalls where students and we usually invite our wider community in which obviously we can't do yeah. because of COVID but in the past parents and our wider community are invited in and our students are so excited to share their learning about these different cultures and what they've learned and how they live and how it affects them um, it's just really amazing to see them like you said not only just share that knowledge but then use that moving forward in their schooling to become more empathetic people.
0: Make sure you subscribe to the Living, Learning, Leading podcast so that you don't miss new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you've missed any episodes from this season or last season, you can find them wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. The Living, Learning, Leading podcast was produced by James Meston and me, Michaela Howard-Jones, as a production of RGT Radio for Catholic Education South Australia. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again in a few weeks for another Living, Learning, Leading episode.